Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They say great things come in threes. Great. I think it's great. These are great days we're living. Oh, that's a great start. Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. What's going on, family? Episode number three. And before we get to Allison Ratzliff almost killing uh, former Saints quarterback Drew Brees, I just I need to tell you what I have been going through the last 24 hours at the Costa household. Normally life is pretty damn good. Ben, you know this. Uh, we, we are foster. We rescue. We help uh, a rescue organization, mutscouts.org, and we foster puppies until they find their forever homes. And my wife got a call on Wednesday that there was a mommy and 13, 13, 13, a baker's dozen, 13. No, 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 that's 50. Okay. Yeah, it is 50, depending on what part of the country you live in. 13 puppies uh, that needed a place to go hang out until uh, they were old enough to be adopted. And my wife Meg, in a in a, a moment momentary lapse of a lot of things, said, "Sure, no problem, we'll do it." And we already had two other puppies that we had for a couple of weeks. So anyhow, this uh, wonderful man and wife show up with two crates full of these. I got to say, like mix between a jackal and a hyena. <laughs> I mean, these are oh my god! And so the thirteen puppies come in; they all have giardia. Is that the pooping disease? It's the pooping disease, which means they are just crapping every five minutes. And literally the last 24 hours, from Thursday afternoon until last night at about 7, my wife and I were just picking up piles of disgusting puppy poop and also washing puppies because they step in it, they play in it, they roll in it. Probably eat it. Why not? Why not? So so finally, yesterday at about 5 o'clock, my wife, she tags out. She goes, okay, no. She drops below the hard deck and calls no joy. She she calls back the woman and says, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. We are so overwhelmed. They're escaping. They're, it just we can't do it. And, and the woman said, we really appreciate you giving it a try. Can you meet us back at this kennel? We'll put them out. We'll put them in a big kennel, and we'll take care of it. Thank you for trying. So last night uh, – until we were there till about seven thirty, seven forty five. We took the puppies back to the kennel. It was the most hellacious, sorrowful twenty four hours as far as dogs I've ever been through. And my wife now is just crushed because she feels like she failed them. And I said, At least you tried. I mean, you know, they came to you just not being able to stop pooping. What what do you feel sorry for? Let's get our patio back. Let's get our life back. Let's stop smelling like dog crap. So, so weird. You know, when you came in this morning, I thought it was just your normal smell, but I guess it is. It's the puppy smell. It's You still got dog crap in oh your my fingernails. God. I have washed my hands so because it's so freaking contagious that, you know, if you get one of them like licking your face or something, then you're going to be run to the toilet how, every five minutes. How old minutes. were they? They were probably in that five to six weeks range, and they were completely malnourished, and they were all skinny and stuff. And so it was just, it was absolute. That's the madness I was dealing with basically the last 36 hours or so poor pups i know i know but they're listen 
the good news is they're in a place that loves them, is going to give them the medicine that they need, is going to fatten them up, and they will eventually find their forever homes. But 13 at once, we, we, just, couldn't, we just couldn't do it. No. Equally sorrowful would have been if Ali Rat came in and said, I was the one who killed Drew Brees. Which apparently was almost a reality. It was almost reality. And think about that. If she would have done it, we wouldn't have had, you know, his his swan song of a season and and all that stuff. Allie, what the hell happened? Why did you almost try to kill Drew Brees? He he had, and I'm not kidding you, it was within probably two or three days of him signing that huge contract. With the Saints. With the Saints, $100 million contract. And I pulled into Westview High School. I'm, I guess to pick up a kid from something, um, <laughs> one of my many children. Exactly. And um, he stepped out right in front of my car. His I fault mean, or your fault? Totally. Sorry, his but fault. it was his fault. <laughs> he stepped right out in front of my car. I mean, it, it. I had to slam on my brakes. He turned and he looked at me and he he apologized. And I was like, No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I would have been. A wanted woman and was it a brake screecher like like uh, yeah pretty much it's mm-hmm. so weird that someone it, who's so good at diagnosing guys, the pocket knowing where he is on the field can't realize there's a car coming at zero pocket awareness I wish in this I case. could zero I wish I could tell you how like I wish people could see what I'm showing you but like mm-hmm. here he was right here yeah I honestly mean, it would have been a better story if you would have tapped him. Well, just I, a little, no, just a little love tap. Because I wouldn't have survived. I would have had a heart attack. My wife, my wife, listened to the end of last week's or the the last podcast, and she said, uh, "Did Allison almost hit Drew Brees?" I go, "Honey, almost. She hit him. She knocked his mole off. That's how. <laughs> that's how hard she hit the guy." <laughs> he was walking down to the field. He works out there, all, you know, or did. I don't know if he still yeah. does, but when he's in town, he worked out at Westview all the time. So, um, yeah, literally almost killed him. All right, so a little little negativity to get the get episode three underway, and almost we got dog really, crap and Drew Brees. We got dro- dog crap and Drew Brees, and as we know, Drew no longer playing football. We'll move into the broadcast uh, booth. Yeah. What? Is that official? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he and he had been talking about that or been talking with. I want to no, say. No, I know he has the NBC contract lined up, but has he officially retired? Oh, I don't know. I, that no, he has. I don't think there's been a. a well, come on. You look at the you look at where the arm strength was, and and you kind of know that the Saints know that that was it. But you're right, Ben. I don't think there's been an official uh, announcement. So, well, put it this way: he will soon retire, and when he does, he will move into the uh, Sunday Night Football yeah. uh, broadcast broadcast and probably do a, a phenomenal job. Um, Kick Chris Sims out of there. God. This, do you do you not? Is, what, why don't like Chris Sims? Why like, is that? I don't think he's is terrible. He, I think he's a smart guy. He just a little lizardy to me. <laughs> he kind of hisses when he speaks, and I don't know. Like Mike Florio, I think is ridiculously smart. I know people don't like him and love Chris Sims, but I'm completely the opposite. Maybe it's because we've met Mike. We've had him on a few sure, times. Sure. And Chris has always just stood me up and never texted me back. So I think that's probably where the bulk of it comes from. But I okay. really don't like Chris Sims. Never have. I I'm indifferent to it. I when I watch that. Uh, I'll be honest with you. By the time we get to Sunday Night Football, I will I will have set the DVR for the game. And you know what? If the Raiders are playing in the afternoon, I don't. I pick up the game late. I will probably start watching it like at six or six fifteen. So I never see the pregame show with with uh, Dungy and and Tarico and and Rodney Harrison and stuff. So I really don't have anywhere a leg to stand on as far as criticizing him. I've just always been indifferent to him. You, you don't love him, don't don't hate him. 
All right, well, let's get into the big news of the day. Well, lifelong San Diegan. Yeah, this is this really is. You talk about one of the biggest positive jolts this city has has had. Do we go back to? Well, I, I mean, thinking, you've been here your entire life. You know this more than anyone. Yeah. This not, so, things like this don't happen. They don't. And when you first off, it it started with Manny Machado choosing the Padres. And for him getting that massive deal. And that was kind of a, a jolt for the city. And then San Diego State University getting the measure passed, beginning to dig. I drove by the what used to be SDCCU this morning, and it's almost gone. The old girl is coming the down. The old girl it's is gone. coming down. And then this past week, Allison called it on the last podcast. We said, you know, what should be the short-term, long-term goals of our Padres? And hers was, you lock up FTJ. Well, as it turns out, they locked him up. 14-year deal. It still gives me makes me have chills. <laughs> what so Ben, what excited. was the actual Allison, what was the actual number? Was it 3 340 million. 340 million dollar deal. He will be a Padre for the next 14 years. And correct me if I'm wrong, no trade and no opt out. That's either. why they pay him. <laughs> yeah, no trade, no opt. That's no the trade. biggest thing because now like you see so many of these deals set up even Trevor Bauer the Dick donkey that he is. Oh, we'll get to Trev. His deal, like he can play or opt out after the first year. So if he plays really well, well he's going to stay with the Dodgers, make another 40 mil next year. If sure. he plays like crap, the Dodgers don't have a choice but to give him the money again. Yeah. So it's just, it's so absurd the way baseball contracts are so player friendly. It's unlike anything in any of the other leagues. But FTJ, knowing that he wants to be in the city, wants to be a part of something special, you could see the loyalty from him. He's like, no, I'm, I, I want to be a Padre for 14 years. I don't want yeah. to have one of these contracts that I can opt out of. Sure. That, to me, that was the very best part of the contract. And also, he knows he's going to make a ton of money in endorsements. Probably he's already, already is. Right, Gatorade. Well, BMW. And, right. So, you, so, you know, a lot of, like, national pundits are starting to refer to him in terms as the, the, the face of baseball. He's been... He is the face of the yeah, Padres. That's MLB that, the show. That's a given. Mm-hmm. And I know that... That's why they pay him... I, I don't know where why people don't want the Padres to have nice things because it seemed like there's a lot of national baseball people, the Ken Rosenthal's of the world, that are kind of you know crapping all over it. And somebody put out there what he's going to pay in taxes over the life of the contract. I get it; it's close to two hundred million dollars. Welcome to life in the United States. Okay, so that's that's just hand grit. What is it? Death and taxes are the two things that are guaranteed. A lot of it is going to go to taxes. He's still going to make a hundred and something million dollars over the life of the contract. And then you guys just mentioned the fact that he's going to have endorsements. He has two big ones right now. Who knows what it's, what's going to happen with him? And maybe the biggest thing is he's going to have two different chances at a World Series window. So he has this right. first one, which is right now for these next three or four years, where right. all his pitchers are locked up for the next three years. Manny Machado is still going to be here. Eric Cosmer is still going to be here. Will Myers, hopefully he stays out of the grave and yeah. not go back. They're all still going to be here for these next three, four years. And then you have maybe a dead period where the Padres aren't great, but maybe he's still great. Sure. That's where he can maybe lock up some individual accolades, some MVPs, some just outstanding seasons, and maybe still make a couple playoff runs. Because who knows where the Dodgers are going to be at that point right. or the rest of the NL West. And then the back end of his contract where his money is going to be big, but no other money is on the books. Those years can be really special because they can rebuild with new talent. Maybe a Mackenzie Gore is coming into his like ultimate prime right. near the end of his like prime as a pitcher. Sure. 
And the Padres could have two very specific windows here over the next 14 years that are really outlined by this contract where they have multiple World Series runs. He gets, you know, they always say when a guy signs a big contract and it's it's for a set, let's say, six, seven years, and then another one's going to come around and he's going to get that second bite at the apple. FTJ is going to get two bites at the World Series apple. And when I say World Series apple, I'm not guaranteeing you that they're going to go Allie, win, win a World Series, but he's right now, they are one of the teams legitimately thought of in terms of don't be surprised at all if they're in the fall classic. And then again, Ben, you mentioned maybe after somewhat of a, a little bit of a dead period. And when I say dead, not going as far as, as maybe they have been, being able to retool, rebuild, and then make another run in it like they, they are now. But in this, in this city, you know, this in Boston, in New York, in St. Louis, San Francisco, L.A., this is it's it's I don't want to say it's common occurrence, but it happens regularly. Big names sign, big names get big deals, and more oftentimes than not, that team does go on to have um, great success. I am not equating him to this man at all because he still has a lot to prove. But this very much has a young Derek Jeter going to the Yankees feel about it as far as being a galvanizer a great dude obviously a great player and somebody who they're going to kind of build around and will become the uh, the leader of this team if in fact he isn't already it was hard to see some of the national media saying that it was bad for baseball I just I, I don't see that I don't see how that's it can't be anything but great you know a lot of young kids coming up weren't watching baseball anymore they weren't they're not sitting down and watching baseball no. games, but they are watching him. And so I think this has a chance to bring a whole new generation back into baseball. And isn't that great for baseball media? <laughs> it keeps you having a, you know, a job. Oh, totally. And, and for baseball itself, for the whole game, I mean, it just makes a huge difference having a face and a personality like Tatis. And I'm glad you bring up Derek Jeter because he's really the first crossover star that baseball has had since Derek Jeter. He's at the point now where he's a giant part of pop culture. As much as Trevor Bauer wants to be that guy, it seems like. <laughs> Tatis does it effortlessly, and it's just the way he's built and the way he's designed. Like He's not out there trying to get social media followers. He's not out there doing that. But it's like a video of him walking through a cave is going to get 100 million likes because he's the $100 million personality. Right. He's that guy. He's You know what? He, he kind of is the Padres or baseball's version of Patrick Mahomes. Very much so. And so, it, it, you know, Patrick's got the ring. He's already been to two Super Bowls. And, and, you know, Fernando has been to the playoffs. He needs to help this team get to a, a World Series and, and a World Series soon. But, again, what do Patrick Mahomes and Fernando Tatis Jr. both have in common? Dads who play <laughs> the game at the highest level. And when you have a father that can sit you down and say, okay, this is how you do it right. This is what you want to avoid, and you don't want to you don't want to do it this way. That's that is when you get the Mahomes and the FTJs of the world. And what do they have not in common? Patrick Mahomes has an annoying ass fiance. Well, okay, you're right. And, yeah. Have you seen her, Allie? She, she is the worst. She's the worst. She's the worst. <laughs> I'm the all about. She tweets during the games. I just cringe. It's terrible. Even... Did you see the picture yesterday? Oh that yeah. They put out no. The pregnancy picture. Oh, no. I oh, saw the oh, one okay. of her and Jackson Mahomes, the TikTok star, his little brother. And right. it's like two people who are floating off someone's success. But what's the, what's the one you're talking they about? They put out a picture yesterday where she's dressed like 
a queen and he's kneeling down so he's he's below her and she it she captioned it my king you oh, know and it's God. like a pre it's like a pre funny costa and meg picture. have one of those except costa's kneeling down to meg I, I i'm thought, not even kneeling i'm just laying on the ground like i'm a rug i thought it was is it cringe i, I thought it was cringy i was like I, my initial reaction when i first looked at it was ew <laughs> No, and, and but, as soon as she, as soon as but people seem to like it. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Ah, there it is. Oh, oh, see, what do you think? As soon as, as soon as she, you know, she arrived on the scene. There was a lot of people like Patrick, run, run fast, run like the best defensive end in the world is chasing you and never and never look back. Uh, happy for the the couple, you know. Hope the baby's healthy and and beautiful, and they have many more. But you're right, FTJ doesn't have that in his his life right now. Does Fernando have a girlfriend? That's a great question. Do we know? Uh, not I don't publicly. Think I, okay, good for him. Keep it that way. Yeah, he's very and, – and don't you think Manny's quiet too? Like I think these yeah. guys are all – have great personalities, but they don't feel the need to be flaunting it all over social and, and you know – out in clubbing or whatever. You just don't see it. Well, what, Manny, They might be doing it, but they're quiet about it if they are. No one would have known Tommy Fan was at a strip club unless he got stabbed, it's which unfortunately he did get stabbed. That's true. And I don't think he will be going to that establishment again. No. You think? But you're right. We wouldn't have known if he no. if it didn't become a ambulance situation. Right. Uh, man, I think Manny and, and Fernando Tatis Jr., and maybe there are some other Padres, but because those are the Padres' two biggest stars – they're kind of – I get the impression that they're of the mindset, you're either going to love me or hate me for what happens between the white lines, not because of somewhere I've gone or something I've said or uh, a significant other has said on my behalf, let my baseball do my talking for me. Yeah. And I've got other things to worry about than what my social media presence looks like and, and what my brand or what my YouTube channel um, looks like, much like some – people with Los Angeles Dodgers are kind of going through right now. I listen, the I don't know if the Dodgers have a yeast infection or something like that. Oh, come on. But they really have the biggest douche on hand right now. Don't you think that their their Dodge, <laughs> Dodgers PR has got to be just rolling right now. WTF. I, I mean, they are just cringing thinking how are we going to rein this in? This is a week this has been a week. week. He walked into spring training with his camera on his yeah. on his yeah right you know, thing. okay and and then he he gotten Twitter fights with fans yep a Twitter fight with the Mets yep I mean a five slide tweet about Fernando Tatis's contract yep. where he said you know his agent was probably paid too much which really is saying he didn't pay his female agent enough who, right. I don't know if she's his girlfriend or what. No, that, I think that's she, a weird relationship. She, oh, he has some very strict rules on girlfriends. Yes, <laughs> which I, I would saw like to that. ask you if you're okay with them. Okay, read them. We to have me. a lady on our show. <laughs> this is the first time. Finally. Oh my gosh, I would ask Costa about this, and he'd have to tap into his feminine side. But now we actually <laughs> hit me with the rules, and I'll tell you. If they're All right, okay. rule number one, Allie. Are you ready? This is for your potential boyfriend. Okay. 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 <laughs> Get ready. You have uh, no feelings. As soon as I sense you're going to develop feelings, I'm going to cut it off because I'm not interested in a relationship and I'm emotionally unavailable. Would you be okay with that? Um, no, because all girls have feelings, so he'll never have a relationship. Most boys do, too. <laughs> I know he's just I he's know a heartless pig. <laughs> What's uh, the second one? Rule number two, no public affection. Oh, my. No social media posts about me while we're together because private life stays private. 
I don't think that's terrible. I think privacy is fine. I think, I mean, I don't think you should pretend you're, if you're in a relationship, like a, a bona fide real relationship, I don't think you should have to hide that. But if it's just dating or hooking up or whatever, I, I don't, I think that's okay. But doesn't this slide into Brittany Mahomes or Brittany Matthews, future Mahomes territory? Because she's a social media queen now because she posts embarrassing stuff Well, she is, but they've Mahomes. been together since, like, middle school or something. <laughs> so Have they really? Yeah, a long oh, time. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. long time. Okay, wait a second. Going back to number two, so no PDAs, no posting. And this this is coming from the guy with a YouTube right. channel that's all about him. Mm-hmm. Right. Baseball and what he's doing in the public. And, and so he's telling, listen, you know what he's saying? It's good enough for the goose, but it ain't good enough for the gander. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't want this... anyone to know. If he doesn't want other women to know, that's why he's do. That's why that's a rule for him. And that leads us to rule number three. It is titled "You are not the only one." I sleep with other people. I'm going to continue to sleep with other people. If you're not okay with that, we won't sleep together, and that's perfectly fine. We can just be perfectly polite, platonic friends. <laughs> oh my god! Well, what alliteration! That is it. excellent. Well, okay. I mean, where did he say that? Sports Illustrated. Yeah. That is appalling that he put that out in. Is is, is it what he told Cleveland or somebody in Cleveland, or was it just a Sports Illustrated article? I saw it on Sports Illustrated, and all that had quotes around it, by the way. There was no elaboration on my part. It's what he said. It's what he said. It's what he said. It's what he said, for sure. Okay, so the, uh, listen, there was a time where a lot of Padre fans were like, yo, Trevor Bauer. What's up, San Diego? Let's go! Come on, man. I was one of them. Uh, me too, absolutely. I but I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. know there was the douche factor either. The, the this idiocy. Thank you. The the dick donkiness of a of a Trevor Bauer. So, what I call him in, when I was texting you a yesterday? Dick douche. Oh yeah, dick douche. <laughs> dick douche. D square. Not sure how that would work. I put that but, in a text yeah. to Ben yesterday. <laughs> Text me back. He's like, I like that. Listen, the, <laughs> I love the phrase. The guy's a hell of a baseball player. Maybe. Well, we, we, but he's had like two good seasons in his okay. career. So the Dodgers sign him. He agrees. Do you, do you think any, based on what has happened in this last week, it makes me think that nobody within the Dodgers front office or Dave Roberts did any sort of due diligence and checked the background or they checked it and they thought, Ah, you know, come on. It's just it's just the kid spouting off. You know, once he gets here, it's going to be fine. And in seven days' time, he has started an S-storm with Dodger fans because of the, you know, don't come for me for autographs. Mm-hmm. The comment about him saying, I don't have any problem with immigrants as long as they're here legally, um, has got him, you know, beefing with some some Dodger fans who took it as, he doesn't like people who are here illegally but are, you know, trying to make this country a better place and, you know, doing the crap jobs that a lot of people won't do. So he's got that going on. And then he's got this thing with Noah Sin. How did the thing with Noah Syndergaard start? That one is the Mets hilarious. Picture. It is hilarious. It's because really good. the Nets posted a picture. You know, their social media team does a great job. And it's uh, Noah Syndergaard kind of doubled over laughing a little bit. Yeah. And Noah Syndergaard quote tweets it and says, and then he said, I'm sorry I chose your team, another team, but I'll donate to your charities. And it's like a quote from Trevor Bauer. Just supposed to be it's funny. Like, like this yeah. is what they were talking about. Obviously, they weren't. But it, no. it was just being, he was just being funny. It wasn't even, wasn't even. And then Bauer gets his booty hole tickled uh... because of it. And it's like, relax, bro. But then he reaches out to Noah Syndergaard because Noah 
Noah was was somebody was going after Noah because he was he said something like just sitting here sweating like a pig without my shirt on blah blah and people were saying like you know how about you put your shirt back on and concentrate on winning games stuff like this ask your wife if you want me to put ask your shirt right yeah, and he went back he went back at the at the fans saying you know ask her exactly brought the wife into it so then Bauer jumps on it and you can totally see the spin control and what Trevor Bauer is trying to do, look over here. Look over here. See, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm for the fans. And it's so effing transparent mm-hmm. what, he was tr- what he's trying to do. And then, uh, and, you know, and Syndergaard's just like, dude, shut up. Just this is one of the reasons that I do not want the DH in the National League this season. Now, the odds of him uh, when the Dodgers play the Mets of Bauer going up against Syndergaard Probably slim and none. Just fire one to the dugout and say it slipped. <laughs> Oops, sorry. That's going to be a must-see baseball game. But it's so it is so great that it's the Dodgers who have this problem. Now I I'm, I I don't know how about you guys feel about it, but I'm sure that it maybe it's already taken place or will soon take place where they're going to sit him down and say, "Bro, you're happy to be a Dodger." Got to work hard to help this team get back to the World Series, and that's all we want to hear well, from you. Well, he did like five different things in in five days' time, so hopefully they're sitting him down right now this morning. I mean, it's a, it's just so embarrassing, and I think that's probably why he didn't end up here. I think I'm hoping Padres management, you know, did a little digging, and we're like, no thanks. Well, you got to think Friedman's waking up every morning and rolling over and checking his phone, being like, God, what, what now? For sure. Why does he keep doing this? Right. It's like mm-hmm. we just made this huge investment of you in you, and you're embarrassing us daily. Yeah. What do you think his teammates thought when he walked into spring training with that camera? Like, I don't know. It's just all just about one him. big eye he's, roll. He's setting himself up for post baseball. Is what he's doing. He wants oh, he totally to, wants to be a celebrity, and but, but he's. But he's not going to be. But you, you've <laughs> not got, this way. You've got guys like Mookie Betts on that baseball team. Mm-hmm. You've got guys like Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. I mean, you've got like Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger who were there to play like baseball. Cody Bellinger has a huge personality, but he doesn't even act like no. This. And so I don't know if I'm if I'm in that clubhouse and a guy walks in with the camera and I already know ahead of time that he's got a YouTube channel and stuff. My immediate thought is: Are you more concerned about being a Dodger? Or are you more concerned about being a YouTube star? And are you just going to use us as somewhat of a platform while you're here to to promote yourself? You know, it, it, we, we hate the Dodgers. I get it. And, and we talked about this last time because it's L.A., because we've always kind of been the little brother to Los Angeles. They got quality guys on that baseball team, and they got quality players. And, you know, you got – did you hear what Justin Turner said once he – Resigned with LA. No, I didn't. He had a Zoom meeting, and somebody asked him, "Have you been, you know, paying attention to what the Padres are doing?" Because Dave Roberts was asked a couple of days ago, "Is no, I don't care what the Padres are doing. I'm worried about the Dodgers." But Justin Turner, being the square shooter he is, he goes, "Yeah, they're they're doing some good things, man." And he goes, "I can tell you that we're going to get 19 World Series games with the Padres this year when we play them. It's going to be that. it's going to be wow. awesome." And you wonder if Bauer getting introduced into that clubhouse starts to initiate some sort of cancerous personality oh, syndrome you, right we gotta I, hope right? I, I hope he doesn't stop yeah i know <laughs> oh, keep, keep it up and keep it up it's fun right. to talk about and it's a great distraction and implode your your team and well, your it's, it's like a moth, dugout a moth to the flame mm-hmm. some people just cannot stop from stepping in it i.e just 
okay, what what are people saying? What refresh, refresh? What are somebody saying about my tweet or my Instagram or post or or how many how many downloads to get on my you know, how many watchers did I get on my YouTube channel? And I think Trevor Bauer is that guy. All right, so before we get to this first break here, we're going to have Carolyn on the other side. Oh, my God, the Canadian. queen of the north. Yeah, stick around for that. Uh, Trevor Bauer, that guy. You got any? I got a couple. Oh, okay. Um, Trevor Bauer, okay, that guy. He's he's that guy that cannot walk past a mirror, be it his bathroom, his house, in a hotel lobby, anywhere on earth without turning and looking and make sure and everything is is where it should be. Trevor Bauer is that guy who, when he's walking to the bathroom, he's in the hallway. He's already unbuttoning his pants before he gets to the bathroom door because he's that cocky. I said this on Twitter the other day. He is the guy that signs autographs. I wish I was you so I could make love to me. Sincerely, Trevor. He's the guy that opens up every YouTube with, hey, what's up? It's Chad. (laughs) Welcome to my page. Subscribe and download. He is that guy that will, uh, sticking with the autograph theme, he will just like literally scribble or just scratch a line. You know how some you look at some autographs and like what, like the way doctors fill out prescriptions, and and you're like, what is that hieroglyphics? They're just like, he's that guy that when it's all said and done, it doesn't look anything like Trevor Bauer. It was just him trying to move on and 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 trying to appease the kids and the fans. Trevor Bauer is that guy. That gives up five runs in a start. His offense only gets four, and he complains that they didn't get one more. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He's he's under the bus guy. That's what he totally is. Mm-hmm. He is not going to shoulder anything. Always, always, somebody else will be at fault for his shortcomings. He probably has a chihuahua, too, which I know whoa, you, whoa, whoa, you whoa, I, whoa, I know, whoa, I know, whoa, I know, I know, whoa, but, whoa. I mean, okay, what would you rather me say? What kind of dog is douchey enough? Chihuahua is like ultimate douche level. Oh, what's a douche? What's a good? Ori, See, I, Ori has like a massive, some massive dog, and he pays someone to take care of it. Probably, he doesn't take care of anything. See, I love all dogs. I mean, I even like little Pomeranians. Or he's people. a cat guy. He's got to be. He's got to have. Yeah, he's. What's his name on the uh, the pitcher for the Dodgers? Who's Tony uh, oh, Gonsolin? God. No, he's like actually a cat. He's, he's actually not a, a cat, cat guy. No, he didn't. No, he craps in a box. A hundred percent. You walk into his bathroom in his house, and there's just a big litter box. That's Tony Gonsolin. But, yeah, I could see – and nothing against people who have cats. Cats are great. Except for Trevor Bauer. Except for Trevor Bauer. Yeah, it, cat guy. And he probably walks around the house with a cat in his arms and his silk leopard robe. And, yeah. <laughs> He's a, what's, what's the – like uh, the the robe that's really silky? The kimono? What? A kimono? kimono? He wears a kimono! <laughs> And he has Ugg slippers. Yes. Totally Ugg slippers <laughs> with his initials on the sides. <laughs> yeah, monogrammed. All right, we'll take a break here. Bamslap fan, we love you. Bamslap fan. We'll be back. You still around? Wow, that's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. Hope you're having a good one, Bam Slam fam. As always, thank you for being along. Uh, the ride on this uh, this podcast still in its infant uh, stages. Last episode, Allie was telling us about her son Ben, who's still down at Houston Baptist, will soon be in Bowling Green, Kentucky, going to Western Kentucky to continue his collegiate football career. One more year as a wide receiver before we all hope he moves on to playing on Sundays. You posted a video though of him uh, was it deadlifting or cleaning, jerking something in the weight room. <laughs> he is very handsome. 
He it's a good look. Up. My goodness. Yeah. yeah the, the, he has those muscles back here that <laughs> he's got traps. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. called. Yeah. Where I have he's just baloney, he's got traps. Yeah, his doesn't wiggle at all. <laughs> no, that's amazing. No. Yeah, How does he get it? There's like no that? jiggle in Ben Ratzlaff. <laughs> he works hard. Is he uh so obviously he's not frozen. He's pretty frozen. It's better Still? better today. Better okay. today. I think it's I think it's gonna be in the forty high forties today. Oh my god, heat heat um, wave. Heat wave, right, compared to what they had down to you know, zero. Um, so a group of teammates went up to another teammate's parents right outside Houston that has a big ranch and they took them all in. They had a generator, so they had power and they actually had water also. So they fed all these boys for three days. They have a barn that they've converted to a weight, basically a gym. Oh, that's, that's where that was. That's that awesome. People. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a great time and then they went back to Houston, uh, yesterday morning, and then by last night, they finally had water. Power was already back on, but the um, they finally had water last night. So Oh, that's so great to hear. Mm-hmm. So, so it's getting better. I've got to assume then that Jerry Jones released all the natural <laughs> gas for the people. Or did you see how much money his natural gas company was making or the premiums they were charging because of the, Com- the, the, the Comstock resources? He made a. A gazillion dollars. Yeah, just a windfall yeah. of money. Yeah. As if someone needs more than just the Dallas Cowboys to bring them in money. Well, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? Right. I know, I know. Hopefully all this money, now we can't have an excuse to not sign Dak Prescott. A hundred percent. Hey, Jerry, you got the, we know your bank account has it. Listen, it's not just Jerry Jones. This is, unfortunately, this is the type of business that goes on every single day. But because it's Jerry Jones, because he owns the Dallas Cowboys, because he loves putting himself out there in the media, he was getting dragged this week for the fact that all these people without, oh, I don't know, power, water, food, freezing. And their pipes are bursting. And their pipes are so bursting. So now their houses are flooding. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a real nightmare. The grocery stores are literally, I mean, they are empty. There's yeah. no food. So because the trucks haven't been able to get in, I think that'll all get better in the you know next few days. But yeah, there's a lot of damage. Uh, and it, what's so crazy about that is Texas is such an enormous state, and it right. was the entire state was affected. Yeah. Everybody. I, I was reading something, though, that I think it was El Paso. Somebody, one of the one of the cities in Texas had the forethought, and it was either fuel on reserves or they had their city ready that they, did, they didn't suffer nearly as much as like Houston did, as Dallas did, San Antonio, Austin, Austin's Austin, really bad. Uh, it, it did so. Kudos to those people in charge there mm-hmm. for for having that mindset. Like, okay, let's get ahead of us, ahead of this. You, you think about this, you know, and it kind of further tarnishes tarnishes the the Dallas Cowboys star. You know, they used to be America's team, and they are really dropping peg by peg, especially if they don't sign Dak uh, Dak Prescott. I hope they don't sign him. I, I hope Dak gets better somewhere, you know? Yeah, like, you almost yeah. wish he'd like... If yeah. he's there in Dallas for the next five, ten years, if they give him, like, the Patrick Mahomes deal, say, that's probably what he'd be close to. Right. Um, that's what he wants. He's not winning a Super Bowl with Dallas, ever. No. Like, Kansas City was built perfectly before they signed Mahomes. Yeah. And, like, Mahomes is kind of a product of that system being built so well. Dallas Cowboys have no idea what they're doing with head coach. It's not Mike <laughs> McCarthy, I'll tell you that. No. Nope. They're stars they can't re-sign. 
Jerry Jones is either senile or he had a magic run in the late 90s and he can't really do anything after that. You know, he had a magic run. He also had Jimmy Johnson, who is one of the greatest personnel, eyes for talent type of people. Um, they had that massive trade where they shipped Herschel Walker off to the Vikings. They got all those draft picks and back uh, on the way back, and that's how they built that that '90s powerhouse that was the the Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Dallas Cowboys. That wasn't Jerry. That was Jerry writing the checks. That was Jimmy Johnson and his staff bringing the people in. Oh, and who knows how much little Stevie's doing nowadays? Oh, and sure. if that's bad or good news, that's when they were a great sports organization right now they're not so great which leads me into costa's list hey, for uh, this episode I'm so gonna we, try, I'm gonna where's try. the like origination from costa's list because i've never been a part of one of these oh i was when i was doing fm mornings uh once in a while i'd come up with uh, wacky dj guy uh, kind of hey, 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 um i would do a, a list and i do a list of 10 things but 10's too long I mean, people tune out like at five and stuff. I used to do lists like top 10 greatest mustaches in sports, top 10, whatever. So I'm going to make it a top five. And today's top five is the top five worst sports organizations today. All right? I like it. All right. We're going to start off with number five. The Los Angeles Chargers. Suck it, Dean. Hands down. The just the if you stick solely with come on down to Pink's Hot Dogs. <laughs> wear your chargers gear you get a free one you get a free one like if you buy three others that takes you into territory of being the worst sports organization ever number four the los angeles chargers <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing if you're calling people down to a tattoo parlor and if you're wearing your la chargers jersey you're gonna get a free tattoo Although, you know, it's about as big as a quarter, but it's still free. You're one of the worst sports organizations in history. Number three. The Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> if you come up with that fight for L.A. and L.A. is sitting there thinking like, no, we are not going to fight for you. We're already fighting for the Dodgers, the Lakers. We're fighting for the Rams. We're fighting for USC and UCLA. We're fighting for the Kings. We're fighting for the Sparks. We're fighting for the Galaxy. We're fighting for, what is it, 190, whatever the other soccer club is, something FC? Okay. We're not going to fight for you because we never asked you to come up here. That makes you one of the worst sports organizations in history. All right, where everyone do it together, you at home on this next one. Number two. <laughs> Number two. The, the Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Albeit, you're only paying a dollar for rent, but you will for eternity, as long as you are up in Los Angeles, be Stan Kroenke's bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stan Kroenke, he owns it. It's Kroenke land. And little Dean Spanos stands looking at you saying, bring my car around, have the heater on when I get in, and let's be done with it. And finally, number one, the Los Los Angeles Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Spanos family ownership. Yep, that's it. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't see how they breathe with their heads up their asses, but they're (laughs) able to do it. Just, Just an ownership with no clue, an ownership that has never had a clue, and an ownership that is scared of its own shadow. That makes the Los Angeles Chargers 
the worst organization I love in this. sports. This is a little Costa's list thing. There you go. So let us know on Twitter That's at Bam Slam Pod, at Fletch Sports, at the Mike Costa, at Alley Rat. Did I miss seven? seven? At Alley Rat Seven. No, you're good. Okay. Maybe the Bengals could be somewhere on that. Oh, Jets. The, the Bengals, Jets. the Jets, the New York Knicks. Yeah, uh, were one of those. There was a couple of baseball, a couple of hockey, but I mean the Raiders probably up there too. Watch yourself. <laughs> Watch yourself. That will no, never make the list. No, but I'll be honest with you. You probably could, in all seriousness. You there are some some gaffes going back to Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, or actually Super Bowl thirty seven. Well, and the constant movement. I mean, everyone gets really pissed that the Chargers moved once. Yeah. The Raiders moved like six times. How much? Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas. Yeah. So, so you're I mean, right. They have stabbed some people in the back on the way. It, for some reason, it seems a little worse. Maybe it's just because of how the Spanos has left yeah. San Diego. Oh, yeah. A fax. Right. A fax. And, and, and darning they trip. They snuck away in the night. I they, know. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did. Really they pulled the Baltimore Colts. Load up the mm-hmm. trucks. Let's get out of here at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, darning trip does a great job with uh, KNSD as their sports director. He had said, you know, do you leave that, that scoreboard portion up and, and standing there? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's kind of an iconic piece of what. God, what what Qualcomm was once they you know expanded it, what SDCCU Stadium was almost was still is. They but- should leave it somehow a part of it. So, you know how the Western Metal Supply Building is yeah. part of Petco. Right. It'd be cool to leave that stuff. I mean, not to use it as the video board, obviously, but somehow make it a part of the well, new stadium. Well, if that's even part of the river park or something, I don't know what yeah. exactly is going no, over right there. there. Right. That's some right. sort of monument. You could even almost put a building around it or uh-huh. something. Well, if, if you could mm-hmm. make it a video board, right? Like, I mean, update break, the, the update screen. the system and say, hey, those of you that are in the park, this is what the Aztec game looks like right now. This is what the soccer game looks like. Oh, by the you way, scores rolling. Here, here's the TV. Yeah. Here's the TV coverage of whatever concert is there, whatever's going on in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And maybe that will be the idea. But there's a lot of people who look at that scoreboard and think that's the scoreboard that the Spanos family <laughs> refused to upgrade. When they the, the when the world was going HD and digital, they were still content with the black and white TV with the rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. So. But I, I, I think creatively there could be something done with that to leave it there because it's you know it's got the kind of the mural there and the and the, the somebody painted the action. I think there's Padres and Chargers and stuff like that, Aztecs at the very top. I think there would be a way to do that and do it correctly and, and again use it as a, a conduit for people that aren't at the stadium for whatever's going on to see what's going on. Yeah, and you could have pictures running in the meantime of old pictures of Qualcomm, of Jack Murphy, of Why not? people like yeah, the great pictures. You see the one of the guys drinking beer up on the ridge, looking down mm-hmm. at the playoffs. I love that picture from it's Holly Point. A, yeah, mm-hmm. such a great picture. Yeah, uh, there's ways to celebrate the history here because there are a lot of people who grew up going to games with their dad. Yep. at that ballpark, watching that board, or their mom, or their mom. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's another thing. I'm <laughs> learning so much here. God. If, Girls the, like if, sports too, I know. If the Aztecs control it, that's one of the biggest billboards yeah. in San Diego. Right. Do you want your ad running it? Bam Slam Pod right Bam there. Bam Slam Pod right there. But seriously, use it as advertising space. Use it for income for either the school, the Mission Valley site, wherever you want to throw that money. But I think there are – and I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if they're already thinking about that, and that's why it's still standing. Because I don't want it to be like, okay, this is the last piece. Here comes the wrecking ball. No. Everybody be. They need to keep it. They need to keep it. There must be something behind that because it is, 
everything around it is gone. It's just standing gone. there by itself. And there's a yeah. little section of the stadium on the other side that's still there. Yeah. But it's just there by itself. So I'm, there must be some thinking behind that. They're going to come up with something. Yeah. All right. Before we bring on Carolyn, OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you kill this time? What's the first thing that comes Sorry. to your mind? Sorry. No, yeah. you, Sorry. Uh, go there, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. First thing that comes to your mind when you think of OJ Simpson. His fantasy football advice, maybe his like career rushing numbers, golfing. It's golf. I was gonna say yes. his, uh, his really, golf tips. I mean, I'll give it to him. The best part of his life has been his uh, naked gun appearances. Nordberg. He was so funny. Hurts rental car commercial. He, but he's, he's a murderer. Well, he probably he was, he was also an incredible football player. Yeah. Which unfortunately we know how it uh, how it turned out. I also think about the the seat at the devil's table. Once OJ expires, mm. uh, I mean that—that's—it's being kept warm by Hitler, Saddam Hussein, uh, some other nefarious characters. I dig it. Yeah. So he got his vaccine, his COVID vaccine. Okay. Where is he living? Is he in Vegas? Is he in Nevada or no, Florida? Florida. I no, think. Okay. Isn't he? I'm pretty sure he's in Florida. But is OJ's in his? Is OJ in his seventies? I believe he is. OJ Simpson, seventy-three, is seventy-three years old. Yeah. Okay. So but, is he? Is he in that yeah, high-risk category? No, That's why he got it? He's probably in, well, maybe, but he's for sure the 65-plus category. Right. Okay. So, However, I feel like there should be a special line for people who are like probably murderers. definitely murderers. <laughs> yeah. That they maybe don't get the vaccine before, I don't know, teachers? A lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Healthcare workers it, are I, still not all vaccinated. I OJ no. Simpson goes to the back of the line. Me. I should get a vaccine before OJ Simpson. Yeah. Right. No, I listen, I I'm perfectly content to just to whenever someone says, Okay, you're you know Same. Your turn. Fat white middle aged uh guys, it's your turn to get your shot. <clears throat> I'm good. I do think you're near the back of the line. Okay. I'm, but I am near I'm near the back of the line. I'm perfectly content if that means someone's mom or dad Aunt, uncle, grandmother mm-hmm. gets it before me. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I don't mind wearing my mask. I don't want. I don't mind being smart. I don't mind, you know, it, 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 not exposing myself to potentially getting COVID. I'm all good at being at the back of the line. And maybe it's a little insensitive of me saying OJ shouldn't have gotten his. But I, I live with and I'm engaged to a teacher in San Diego County. Yeah. So I right. do understand what's going on here with the kids not in school right now. And right. it's hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, All yeah. Right? These kids need to be back. And yeah. the only way to get that done safely and effectively is to get teachers vaccinated and probably get kids vaccinated. I'm really surprised that teachers weren't included. In, my sister's a teacher. And I'm, I'm just shocked that they weren't included in that first group with the healthcare workers. Right. And in the some elderly. areas they were. Like in Long Beach, I know Kendall's older sister has already been vaccinated. She's gotten both doses. She's a teacher with special ed. Um, and she does really great work. And they're back in school now. Because cool. she was able to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's figure this out to where we're not giving murderers <laughs> vaccines and we can actually help make a generation of non murderers. And acquitted, I don't know. Ben. He was acquitted. It doesn't. He wrote a book that says, if I would have done oh it. Oh, my God. He did it. Come on. Of course he did it. We all watch the documentaries. All right. This is, this is the great thing about doing a podcast is that we can, uh, you know, we will start to have guests on. We'll start to have guests on in the studio, but we can connect with a longtime members of our family and kind of start building the Bam Slam fam family. And joining us right now, one of our most favorite people ever. It's her first time talking with Allie, but the Queen of the North, live in Toronto. Carolyn with us. Carolyn, it is so great to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Nice to hear your voice. 
We're we're doing well. We're sitting here in shorts and t-shirts, and it's uh, it's probably a beautiful sixty-eight degrees outside. I'm assuming it's similar in Toronto. Oh yeah, sure. Well, you know, minus three Celsius. The sun's out. It is pretty warm. <laughs> minus three is pretty warm. Yeah. Well, we've had like the last week's been um, about minus twenty Celsius. So minus three feels like short weather up here in Toronto. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So I think. <laughs> We're going to start trying to do this pretty regularly, bringing on some of our listeners. Uh, Carolyn, I asked you over Twitter DM if you had a couple questions for us. Why don't you start with a sports question? Okay, so my sports question for you guys is, what is your most memorable and or favorite live sporting event that you have attended? Okay. Uh, Al, you want to go first? Go I ahead. Ha- um, yes. I was at the Cal-Stanford game with my dad. My sister was a cheerleader for Cal one of my older sisters, and I was there for the play. The band is on the, the field, band really? The is on the field. Are you yes. serious? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I was there. The band is I, on the field! I oh, gosh, I was, I was probably <laughs> only like 12, I think, but it was cool. the fun. I, I just had no idea what was happening. I mean, I was just like, was wait, bedlam. they're still going? I mean, it was, the, it was bedlam and bedlam in the streets afterwards it was the most fun i've ever had at a game i love it ben so uh personally i hit a game-winning hit in a high school baseball game oh so that's probably it but no um honestly and i've been to some cool professional games i've been to some really cool college games but my best experience ever my big brother broke the record for uh three pointers made in a junior college basketball game in california still holds the record alex fletcher yeah wow and he did it in our hometown so he went to school in Fresno, but the game was in Merced, and he hit 14 threes in a game. And it is still the standing record. And it was like all our family was there, a bunch of friends from high school, uh, his old coaches, everyone was there. And it was just such a cool place because the entire gym was there for him, and he ended up having this ridiculous game. Oh, I love That's that. That's awesome. And it was just a really, really cool day. Costa. Uh, Super Bowl eleven. Uh Oh, January 9th, damn, you're old. January 9th, 1977, <laughs> Pasadena, California, the Raiders and the Vikings. And I just remember, you know, we had a police escort because we were with the Raider families from the hotel in Los Angeles into Pasadena, special entrance, the whole nine yards, and walking into the Rose Bowl and just kind of looking wow. around. And that Greenfield and the Raiders silver and black end zone to my left as I'm looking west and the Minnesota Vikings yellow and purple end zone far right as I'm I'm looking west and it is it is burned on my psyche I will never forget it and it's because one of the reasons I love the Raiders like I do but it's also one of the reasons I love going to football games at the Rose Bowl because every time I walk into the Rose Bowl I'm reminded of Super Bowl 11 Carolyn do you have one I uh, I do well. I have a couple. It's hard to it's hard to pick, but uh, the first one that comes to mind would be when I went to the Winter Classic uh, 2013 slash New Year's Day 2014 in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. Um, the yeah, it was awesome. The Toronto Maple Leafs were playing the Detroit Red Wings at the Big House, and I mean, like hockey's big in Canada, as you know, but. To see the Leafs outdoors with, I think, at the time, they added more seats. So there was like 110,000 fans. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. The we win- got to tailgate. Like, we can't tailgate up here in Toronto. So tailgating for a hockey game was awesome. Yep. And then on top of all that, there was like a big snowstorm that day. So we're watching hockey outdoors with like <laughs> snow falling on us. 
And that's probably one of my most memorable because I was with my two friends and it was on New Year's Day 2014 and it was it was great. And the Leafs won. Yeah. So, the, yeah. The Winter Classic is such a fun event. I got to go one year when it was um, – I was in Pittsburgh and they were playing the Flyers and it was outside and same. Snow was falling. There was concerts going on in different areas of the of – the, rink it yeah. was just and it was at yeah. heinz field yeah. it was amazing it was well so and fun. i think they're playing it up oh, in heinz field tahoe. yeah right. that's where it was played they're playing it up in lake tahoe yeah, yeah. uh is it this weekend mm-hmm. i think so yeah i saw some some yeah, pictures of the so. team There's something going on practicing okay that's your sports question you also have uh you need life advice yeah i need some dating advice because i'm single and you know ready to mingle whoa <laughs> oh boy family show <laughs> family show <laughs> ready to mingle that oh my awesome. god that was so good. So, well, first, what are the restrictions like in Toronto right now? Are you able to go out to eat? Are you able to do anything? That's the problem. It's like we can't do anything in Toronto. We just got an order yesterday, two more weeks of lockdown. So all our restaurants are closed. Oh, no. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, it's bad. So, well, I mean, my and first piece of advice would be Patrick Allen. It would be what? Sorry? Patrick Allen. Yeah, fly to Florida. Oh, <laughs> I, can't even get out of, I can't even get out of Canada. <laughs> But Costa, how did you uh, how did you ensnare Meg into dating you? Because it it makes still makes no sense that that Zero woman, sense, yeah. who is perfect, would end up with you. She had she had a boyfriend at the time. I had a girlfriend at the time, oh. and, and literally the, oh. the first time Scandalous. I the first time I met her, I said to her, "Do I know you from somewhere?" And it wasn't a pickup line. I just immediately like, "Have I ever met you?" And we were friends for the longest time before we we became romantically involved. Mm. Um. You know, I, she's obviously I'm good looking, well, so that helped. Um, I was in a little better shape than I am now, and I just had a lot going for me. So I think that's how I ensnared uh, my bride to be. Allison, what's so, Carolyn? What what's the advice? How to find Mister Wright or Miss Wright, or what's the deal? How to find Mister Wright? Okay. And I've tried online dating before, and it's no. No. Yeah, you just it end was, up getting bad, dirty pictures, huh? Yeah. Like not, a, yes. Yes, that happened. All right, so we we know because we know you. We've met you in person. We know you're Miss Wright. So it's just a matter of finding Mr. Wright and having him know that, okay, that's the one. Allison, what what should she do? Well, I think when things open up, you've just got to be out and be everywhere, especially places. It sounds like you love sports, so I'd say hit up all the sports bars. and Not that you want to necessarily meet someone in a bar, but your type of place where the similar people are going to be that you'll have similar interests. I don't know. It's so hard in lockdown. It's really, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's similar here. It's not, we're not much more open than that, but then you guys are up there. But um, I think just being out and about at places where you're going to meet like-minded people that are going to have the same interests as you. Well, Carolyn, I mean, you're kicking ass in your career. So I don't, you're a catch, obviously you know that. So for the time being, Costa and I will be your long distance boyfriends. There you go. Okay, thank and you. We will do the best we can to If I know anyone I can set you up with, I'll do it. Especially in Toronto. Perfect. You know Torontoans? Torontoans? No, but I can send someone up there. Okay. Hey <laughs> Ben works. Ratzliff, he is very handsome. Yes, which he is. Do? I'll tell you Carolyn. Do you like twenty two year old boys? <laughs> Ali's son is a just smoke show of a man. <laughs> he is cute, he might but... be a little young for me. <laughs> well no you... nah. No. Age is just a number. Um, and Carolyn, maybe. Well, that's true. You know, and maybe when you guys do get out and you're out, maybe you don't wear a bra. Who knows? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> what? 
Is that not a good idea? Okay, sorry. I was Probably waiting not for in across Canada. the line. I, I, I'm just throwing stuff against the wall. I'm just trying to help. You know, I'm just sitting there trying to help. I know. <laughs> Carolyn, love to hear from you. Do you have any more questions for us, or is that it? Uh, I think that's it. How do you think the Padres are going to do this year? Oh, uh, they're going to win Kill the World it. Series. Thank Best you. Best team in the world. In the world. No, no lessons. How awesome would it be if the World Series was the Padres and Jays? Oh, that would be that would be, oh, would be really fun. really cool. Major League Baseball <laughs> right. would hate it because it wouldn't have the ratings, you know. Obviously, that they'd want, but for us, it'd be. Hey, Amen. Padres in the World Series. Period. I don't care who they play. Would be awesome. I think there's. I, I think the ratings might be okay. But I think there's going to be a lot of people jumping on the Padres bandwagon. I do. Sure. I do. And I, I think the country yeah, is like ready for happen. kind of. I think you know the timing too with everything we've been through. I think it's. Uh, People want sort of that underdog, small-town team to shine. I think you're absolutely right. Carolyn, thank you so much for calling in, being our first guest on the Bam Slam pod. Uh, thank who, you for who do you having think me. we should have on next? Who's the next caller? Oh, the next caller. I, I, I feel like you guys need to have Larry on. He probably has a lot to say, and I, I love what he gets like, you know, very passionate and <laughs> riled up. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll just have the person who's on yeah. dedicate the oh, next person. I love it. That's so, a great idea, Carolyn, ben. Larry will be our next guest. Yeah. Thank you for that, and thanks so much for coming on. Hope you're doing well. We love you. Thank you. Love you guys, too. Bye. Right, bye-bye. That is the Queen of the North, uh, Carolyn uh, Blocka. All right, before we get out of here, as we do uh, every time on this, uh, the podcast, we, uh, we direct you to Twitter. We want to find out what you think of our song of the pod is. Ben, do you have yours? I have mine. You know, I'm really embarrassed. I didn't even put the stuff out on Twitter I'll, last week. I should start doing that yeah. part. <laughs> Our, we We're 0 for 2. That I was going to really call sorry. you out, but I was like, why does no, he you have to do it? I can do it. Why? But yeah, if I can we do both it. have access to the account. Well, honestly, mine, Ben, you do the most work. Take 5 is a Dave Brubeck song. It's not Stan Kenton. And I said Stan Kenton last week in Take 5. No, I was wrong. It's Dave Brubeck. I have my song for this week. Okay, what's yours? Mine is, because we just had Carolyn on. Tom Sawyer by Rush, Canadian band. Hello. What's up? Never heard that song. You've never heard Tom Sawyer by Rush? Yes, you have. You have. You've heard it. I promise you, you've heard it. We can't play music on the podcast, but I'll listen to it after. All right, listen to it. Al, you have yours? Yep. Don't You Forget About Me, Simple Minds. I know that one. Oh, great song. Is that Breakfast Club? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 36 years yesterday. Oh, my God. Such a great band. On the fly. On the fly. On the fly. I already did Led Zeppelin and Boston, so I feel like I got to go. You're not going too swift? Oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. And uh, people out there will make fun of me. Big fan of Broadway musicals. There's I don't no know if you guys. That. So this cultured. is going to be uh, from Wicked, Defying Gravity. Great nice. song. That's a great one. Have you seen that play? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's so freaking good. make you melt into your chair. It's amazing. It whoa, amazing. whoa, whoa. Not, oh, God, show, every time, boy. man. Jesus Christmas. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Bam Slam Podcast. Family, thanks for being along for the ride. Bam Slam, Bam! Episode number four coming your way soon. Thanks for hanging with us. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.